0: Hello and welcome to the PubMeeple People podcast. I'm Gary, Chuck here, proper Brian, just Brian. For episode eighteen, we're going to take a look at house rules. We'll have a little bit of a we we have a little bit of a dis- discussion, a little bit of disagreement there, wouldn't you say, guys? Discussion, discussion, friendly just, for the most part, pretty friendly, heated, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we also take a look. Speaking of heated, we take a look at a uh, another board game uh, mechanics segment. Chuck, uh, what we had. A little bit of disagreement on on tile quite, placement.
1: Quite the disparity amongst the, the total of four of us. That was worried
0: we.
2: But we all come together <laughs> and yeah. understand that I'm usually with the one that's right.
0: I think that was you know that's what the data showed, right? That, I think that's that what Just the data Brian showed. Just Brad was right. Yeah. We usually. will see. We will, we will see. see. We will see. I will
3: be vindicated in the end.
0: For now, grab a beer and let's go ahead and jump into episode eighteen of the Publius Podcast. Crap, gotta go. All right, guys. Uh, good to be back together again. Let's, uh, as is as tradition, here, we, here. Always, we, we always start with, a, with our, our uh, brew talk here. Proper Brian, you, you want to start us off?
3: Sure. I, I, don't, I hate to start us off on kind of a down note, but I'm not real impressed with what I'm drinking right now. I'm hoping I'm going to stick with it and see um, how it ends up. You know, some, sometimes they kind of grow on you a little bit. So I'm, I'm drinking, uh, I guess this is the Duchess uh, Black Butte Porter. And I got this because it it had uh, kind of the magical terms of coffee and chocolate in the in the description, and those always sound good to me. But it's not quite as good as something like the uh, the Founder's Breakfast Stout that that I really enjoy. This one's not quite there, but hopefully I'll maybe I'll give an update in a little bit and let you guys know if it's kind of growing on me a bit.
0: I have a um, an Odell Brewing Company uh, 90 Chili. It's it's an ale. It's it's a nice. I haven't had it in a couple of years, and again, kind of like the uh, uh, the, <coughs> the the beer proper Brian has, I was a little nervous getting it because I was I remember liking it in the past, but you know your, your taste change, right? So I was like, ah, am I gonna like it? It's good. I mean, I wouldn't say like I'm gonna go out of my way to get it, but uh, it's it's a nice change up. It's a nice. It's kind of just middle of the road beer. Good beer.
2: I'm drinking the uh, Hopadillo. It's uh, from Carbach Brewing Company. It's another Texas beer. And Shuck uh, and I have been getting to IPAs a lot lately. He even texted earlier that he was doing a Dogfish Head 90-minute IPA. I was like, oh, sweet, I need, I need an IPA for tonight. And so Hoppadillo. It's the same brewery, Gary, that, that you texted us where it had, like, the, the Willy
0: Wonka yeah. chocolate I saw version of it. I actually thought about getting Hoppadillo, but well, the store I was at didn't have it in the freezer. And I was I was, I was was getting beer on my way here yeah. instead of planning earlier. So I've had yeah. two of Carbox beer so far. They've both been really good. Well, guys, what have we been playing? I, just Brian, you had some cool games you've been playing with your kids, right? Yeah, well, we, we do our 10 by 10 challenge this year, uh, which is easy
2: to do when the games are short. Playing with, um, you know, I have a, a four, a six, and an eight-year-old, and some of our games we can get two, the same game in kind of back-to-back in a night. So... Kind of getting the ten by ten challenge has been been pretty nice. Uh, we've been doing um, like Enchanted Tower. We played today. We played uh, some Magic Labyrinth. My son likes that one. They've been really getting into, into King of Tokyo, though. Uh, that was one that I put on the Good list, game. and it's their first time playing it. They've only played it twice, and they're obsessed with King of Tokyo, and uh, it's it's been real fun. We we played the real basic version, but we do get the cards out. We don't have to um, house rule anything. We we play with the cards and the energy cubes, and I just have to help my son out. My he's the youngest. But, um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been great fun. Uh, we had a moment where my wife actually jumped in one night, her first time ever playing this game. She just decided she was going to play really hard on all of us, and she just wiped the map. Uh, I think killed three of us uh, eliminated wow. I guess eliminated three of first us. first time playing first time playing towards the end of the game well then my younger daughter basically capitalized on everybody being weaker and she ended up just taking my wife out <laughs> <or> her mom <laughs> out right after that and so thanks to my wife kind of with the assist my younger my younger daughter was able to kind of take the win And it was just kind of a cool cool thing to see uh, those kind of shifts play out and everybody's laughing and having a good time so
0: it's a good family game really good
3: game proper Brian how about you, man? So I've been also getting in quite a few games with my kids. It's actually almost all I've been playing, it feels like recently. The other night I was I was putting up a game after we had played and I was like, "Man, we we've been playing a lot. I guess my kids are getting to that age where number one they want to play. They're they're, they're asking to play, but also they're very capable. And so like we can just pull a game out and uh, uh, obviously they're not complex games yet, but um they they like to play games with me, which is really super exciting for me i think you're getting um, to a really cool
0: point in, yeah. in your life
3: so uh there's two we played recently that i want to talk about the first one is uh my first castle panic um i got this game we actually went by our local uh friendly game store uh, the gathering place uh it's real close to their school so on friday i picked him up from school and took them uh, we went through there and they picked out that game i was like cool you know i wanted to try this one so we got it home and uh we we didn't have all the monsters that are supposed to be in the game And so I contacted uh, the publisher, Fireside Games, and just said, hey, you know, I'm missing some monsters. And I told them the ones I I had, so I was hoping they would just send me the the ones I needed. And instead, they went ahead and they kind of went above and beyond and sent me a whole new pack of uh, those tiles. So um, they didn't just send me the ones I was missing. They sent me a whole new stack of tiles, which was great. Uh, So since then, we've played that game a lot. They love it. Um, They're still getting used to the idea of, we lost? What? Wait, what? We lost? You know, but it's still a ton of fun. Um, the second game that I want to talk about is an oldie. It goes, it's a game from the 90s called The Omega Virus. Have you guys played this?
2: I have. I have, I have not. But I played it. It was probably in the 90s yeah. when I played it. it yeah. Was my cousin. Actually, the cousin who I ever... The very first role-play game I ever played, the very first, like, any kind of hobby kind of gaming I did was back then, and Omega Virus... Played it maybe
3: twice, and I still have very vivid m- memory of it. It's an electronic game, right? Yeah, and amazingly, so this is my copy from the '90s <laughs> that I had. Really? Yeah. Get the old air duster out and tsh, hey, and get it, it, get it going. I like I put the batteries in and it started up like a charm, and worked great. And they so it number one, it's a time-based game, so the the game can't drag on. And the way the rules are written, it's really kind of competitive. Cooperative, but we played it completely cooperative, and they had an absolute blast with it. Like they, it was super fun. Um If you've never seen the Omega Virus, just go look up pictures of it. It's, it, I, it was one of those games that I loved it when I was young because it was kind of one of those Grail experiences. I was like, oh, I have to have that. I want to play that game, <laughs> and it still kind of lives up to that. I mean, it's still it's random, and but it's still it's still really fun. I do want to have with you guys a kind of a, a retro gaming that where we get some of these older games out well
0: i'm going to kind of continue the trend uh i had been playing a ton of games uh and then this past month just been been really busy uh i've had some side work which has been great but also means that evenings are a little more tied up and so i've been but on the weekends i've been playing uh more with my kids i know i mentioned it last time been doing some role-playing games with the kids and continue to do a Pathfinder, um, just kind of create our own little campaign or story with uh, with my oldest and my youngest, which is weird. My fourteen my year old and my nine year old, and I've had some really great experiences. In fact, my fourteen year old's always asked me to play, and I feel bad because I can't play as often as she wants to. And it's the first time in a long time like she's actually like been like coming after me, like, "Hey, we we need to play this game." Um, we've had I mean, we've had some really great experiences. Um, like one recently, I put them in a situation where. Like they, they'll surprise me. Like I thought, okay, they're just gonna they're gonna fight this group of thugs, you know, and it's gonna go as normal. And there's a a boss hiding on the other side of the door. And that's so pretty t-
2: standard. That's pretty standard RPG, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I, well, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty novice GM too, and so I thought, okay, it's gonna go. And this just illustrated to me, like how in those games, like the players especially kids can like throw you for a loop. So they're talking and my youngest daughter is like trying to negotiate with this guy. And I thought I made it pretty clear. Like this guy's just a bad guy. He's you know, pretty two dimensional. <laughs> and so, you know, I say like he attacks you guys. And you know, uh, my oldest daughter runs in with her warrior guy and, and nearly one hit kills him. And my youngest daughter gets so mad. She's like, I was trying to negotiate with him. Excuse me. Runs over, like heals the guy. <laughs> And like so it starts an argument between the two of them, which ends the first time we've had this. I thought it would happen earlier with my youngest with some a few tears. But I understood where she was coming from. And she what she said is she looked at her older sister with very pain. She said, I thought this was a role-playing game where we had fun and got to come up with our own things and, and you know, and I said, you know, I had to you know, I had a little moment with them. you know, okay, yeah, it's it's fine. And my oldest daughter ended up feeling really bad. She just said I was frustrated at what you did. What you did made no sense to me. My young daughter was like, well, it doesn't have to make sense to you. It makes sense to me, and that's how I want to play it. And so we found a way where, you know, we could kind of, everyone could be happy. It was a really neat moment, but also, like, totally threw me for a loop because I thought, this is, you can go straight forward, linear, you run in the room, there's some bad guys, you fight them, and you continue on. And so, like, completely, like, I had to just on the fly like figure some other stuff out and uh i ended up um finding a way for the leader of the thugs to to live because you know they're <laughs> gonna he's gonna reform his ways and they gave him a second chance and he was so thankful he gave him some information and so you know for me like i'm, all, I'm new to a lot of this stuff but so i'm discovering that for the kids who really want to get into it like that's there's some really creative out like there's the opportunity to be really creative and kind of express yourself and for them to feel like they're, they have some agency there, right? They're not just, dad's not just leading you on a story. You're creating it with dad. And so I think that was a, mo- a kind of a key moment for them because there was frustration. But afterwards, it was like, especially in my nine year old's eyes, it was like, she was like, okay, I, I, I get this now. Like I'm just as, it's not just dad telling me like we're creating this together. I mean, yeah, dad sets up the, the, the pieces, but I can go around them however I want. And so it was just kind of a neat moment.
2: Yeah, I think role-play games in general. I mean, as, as hobbyists, we we sometimes kind of stick to what we're used to or what we're, yeah. what we, what's easiest most of the time for us, right? Getting out a board game and getting to play for 30 minutes, you know, yeah. 45 minutes with our kids is kind of where I am. But I, every time I think about getting into role-play games, uh, just the, the amount of freedom that you have in that, the amount yeah. of flexibility you have, I mean, they're so, so much fun. And I can't wait till my kids are old enough to role play.
0: Well, I I think I want to say if you're if you have kids, that you might be interested in it. I, I'm I'm rookie novice GM, but the, the thing I would say is I'm learning is that it's okay. Like they don't know if I get the rules wrong, as long as we have a fun time. When everyone's when the day's done, I can go back and check the rule book and go, okay, next time I'm going to play a little differently. And with my 14 year old, I can explain the rules. My nine year old will have forgotten them by next time, anyways. So it won't matter if we play something a little differently. So. You know, I don't have to, at first I was like, so trying to stick to certain things. And after a while I got to feeling like, okay, look, as long as at the end of the day, we all have fun, who cares if dad got that check for that, you know, leap across the chasm. In fact, it's probably better if I made it too low because you you feel like, if one of the characters feels like a ninja, that's awesome, you know? And so like, we've actually created new characters because before we were using pre-generated characters that came in the box, the Pathfinder beginner box, which I can't recommend enough. Um, it just basically comes with everything you need. Uh, we started car- creating um, our own characters for another RPG, Starfinder, which is kind of like basically Pathfinder in space. And I'm sure I'll talk about that more in another episode. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been just a blast. All right, guys, we got a topic I think that is going to provide some disagreement amongst us. Uh, I know I'm, I feel pretty strongly on this. We want to talk tonight about house rules, and before we say anything else, I just want to kind of do a quick survey. You don't have to tell us anything else, but just let's go around the table. We'll start with you, Proper Brian. Do you like house rules? Like like them or not? Like them or dislike them? So
3: I have to give you like this binary answer, like them or dislike them? Ugh. That's... uh, uh, um, Okay, so what... Are you somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm a middle child, so I'm in the middle of everything apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's there there are some, okay, no, I don't like house rules. Fine. Okay, fine. You're gonna make me say it. <laughs> I don't, I don't like house rules, yeah. but um, I like to uh, explore a game uh, as the the designer kind of intended it. But I'm not a, opposed to house rules either. We can come back to that in a little bit.
0: All right, just
3: Brian. Oh man, I I prefer to house rule every game
2: that we play, like usually <laughs> in my favor, if possible. No, uh, no, I don't. I, I agree with proper Brian. I I don't like house rules, but I think I heard what he was saying when he said I don't like them. Almost like I don't like that there's a necessity for them at times, or that I feel the the need to get in there and fiddle with something that somebody else wrote. So no, I don't like them. Uh, you know, I mean, he's sitting here smiling at us. We we spent the whole trip back from like one of our getaways like arguing over house rule in a game, and Gary's the whole time over there like simmering, me and Brian take this <laughs> thing apart. We should play this game this way, and Gary's like, "We'll talk about that game in a little bit." Okay, yeah. we'll talk about it in a little <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bit. But what about you, Gary? What See, do you think you, about you house rule? You surprised
0: rules? me because I thought you were a little bit more pro house rule. Uh,
2: I'm I'm okay. We can delve into that. But you asked me if I like it. I don't like that it's like, like, I don't like doing the house rule. Okay. If it's it's a like or don't like question. Okay. But but do I house rule? That's a different question. Yeah. Okay.
0: That is a different question. (laughs) We'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to fall on the same side as you guys then. Yeah. What about you? I don't, I generally don't like house rules. And we can, we can delve into that here in a minute. And I guess that kind of takes us to our next, next point here. Why do you think, like, okay, just Brian, you said you don't like them. But you use them like so. Why? Why explain? Like why I'm, do you why I'm do you very, end up using house rules if you don't like them?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm actually quick to house rule if it's necessary because I feel like it's necessary. There's something I feel like this game um, didn't get right, and so I feel like I need a house rule. And so the the first example I'm going to use is uh, the descent line of sight rule. I played a lot of Descent. Now, here's the thing. I played a lot of Descent. So, it's not like I'm just house ruling a game I haven't played a lot yeah. of. I understand the playtesters playtested it. I understand the designers playtested it. I've also got to play it a lot.
3: When Maybe he says to when, 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 when he says he's played it a lot, he means he's played it a lot. Yeah. So, when I get a new group, and if, if
2: I find out one of them's read the Descent rulebook, I feel like I need to stop that guy or pull him aside and say, hey, look, I'm gonna, when I teach this game, I'm going to show you a little something with a different line of sight. I honestly prefer the Imperial Assault line of sight rule over the Descent line of sight rule. And But before we had Imperial Assault, I had to make it my own. And I did, and that's the way I taught it. And there's actually guys running around Abilene who don't know the actual line of sight rule because they only know Descent the way I taught them to play it. It not only made it more thematic. Okay. Mm. Let, let me go back. me question he's, myself he's here. Really, he's really like disappointed in me. I told them it was a house rule when I showed it to no, them. I'm not they disappointed They just don't in know you. the right way to play it. So it's, it's not, not like not I'm that, like the thought you were about to,
3: I thought you were about to jump on him. I want to hear that. Yeah, Come yeah, he, on. No, <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> he's like, his face is turning red. <laughs> well, no, because because here's the thing. I don't like house rules. I say I don't like house rules. But then I remember when you, when the first time we played Descent, and you were like, okay, guys, here's the rule as written. Here's what a lot of people online are suggesting. Here's what I think. You know, you agreed with them, right? Yeah. And, and we it made had to come to we
2: said, we said, hey, what do we want to do as a group? Do we want to play as uh, it's written or do we want to play the way I think? And everybody just kind of jumped on what I thought because everybody's just trusting me okay, so that I Here's where, it where I'm right. torn.
0: I'm, I say I don't like house rules, but I like your dissent rule and it makes sense. And I, I, like anything, we can't just be binary, you know, 100% for or against something, I guess, but. That really makes me question everything I thought so about on this topic. So here's topic. here's, like, here's totally. why.
2: Let me let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I mm. think this is okay. And, and I'm going to use the scent again. So what do they come up with? Especially when the game like that, particularly that one, it's had over four erratas, meaning not just FAQs, but where they've changed rules, changed card text, that kind of thing. And that tells me that hey, and this has been going on with that game, you know, for. I, I say four. I think I'm just at four. I, I know it's at least four. Um, where over the years they've been changing things because something didn't work right. Or the, something wasn't really gone through the, the process well enough before it hit publication. And that's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and throw stones at the publishers mm. or at the game designer for that because that's a tough game to get right. There's a lot of moving pieces in that. So if they're gonna, you know, bring out an errata saying we're gonna change this, then I don't feel so bad saying, Hey, this is for our group we're gonna play this way. Does that sound okay too? Because we're already we're already got a lot of things from the rule book to the card text that are already changed. And that was probably and here's the thing about house rules is once you kinda get started and then another game doesn't set with you right, some one little rule doesn't set with you right, yeah. you're like, I remember when I did this with the Scent and it worked out real well. And so you kind of open that gate and then you look back at your life, you know, a decade <laughs> later, and you're house ruling half your games, and you're like, "Where? what What happened? Where did I go wrong? You know, you start yeah. questioning some life decisions. So, do <laughs> I look, I, I've tried to pull back on that. I don't try to house rule everything, but we have a few other games that we really like game concepts. I'm, I'm, proper Brian and I, we really like the game concepts. We really enjoy the games play themselves, but there's some... One or two pieces. To I'm thinking of two games in particular that that just don't settle well with us. That that we want. We wish were a little different. And so we've spent I don't know how many text threads
3: trying to fix these games with our own little house rules. So the first one, I know exactly the two games he's talking about. So the first one is I'm questioning uh, everything. Is Serenissima second edition? So number one, it, it's the it's the I guess number two. It's the second edition. So they've <laughs> they've made some tweaks, but. That's a game that we both really, really like. Like, it, it captures... This is the one that
2: got Gary angry at our getaway.
3: Yeah. We were driving back trying to talk about how to fix it. He's just bowling in the back. Just so, that's a rule book.
2: You don't have to fix it.
3: I, I, think, I think we like the first 90, 95% of the game. Like, and then the ending just feels a little off, you know? And so, th- we sat there in the car, you know, driving back going, well, what if we tried this? How could we fix this? Like there's this problem at the end of the game where players can kind of kamikaze their ships. And so it's a, it's a game about uh, trading in the Mediterranean. It's like, and you have ships that can fight each other and trade. And, but at the end, it seems very advantageous just to take your ships and just basically run them into the different ports to, to try to take points away from people or take, you know, to take their points. So it feels like it kind of removes uh, some of the feel the rest of the game has of this, uh, I've got these ships, and they're kind of precious to me, and I'm I'm trying to balance uh, the number of sailors in them and the number of goods in them, and like all those choices you're making throughout the game, and then at the end you're like, ah, just take it, run it on into that just, port right just there, just because and, it's round eight, right, just because it's round eight, or whatever, it's you it's, know. it's time to kamikaze the ships. To um, I'm a big proponent of the narrative in a game and kind of the story that the game tells. That I enjoy that it's, the game doesn't have to have that, but I like it. And so when a game has this hard, fast, you know, round limit or something on it like that, that all of a sudden in the eighth round, everyone plays completely opposite of, like, who they would, how they would play if they were in that, you know, that world. Uh, It bothers me a little bit, and so it makes me want to redesign the game.
2: That bothers me less than it does you. Like, Gary, I I was kind of in the middle of that conversation. I felt like the kid between two divorced parents or something. Because (laughs) Gary's like, Gary's on one side saying, that's not the game that the designer intended. The, the game that Brian wants is not the game the designer intended. Therefore, you know, we're trying to fix something that doesn't exist. We're trying to change something to, to match something we like as opposed to yeah. playing the game we want to play or finding a solution to kind of make the game more consistent or, hey, if this were to carry on past round eight, how do we get these players to play consistently? So uh, since, since we're talking about a, a situation that you were there for, Gary –
0: why don't you chime in? All right. So, number one, you guys are making me question all my <laughs> assumptions about uh, <laughs> house ruling. Because in that game, you guys also house ruled something to do with the way the cards, uh, the cards that you flip up that, That's true. that, that we do the play, uh, turn order. We did play the house rule. You, you basically no. sped up the game a little it bit. It wasn't turn order. It was. No, um, no, so, not turn order. Uh, round, number of the rounds. Yeah, number of rounds. No, you're right. We did. We already played a house rule there. Because <laughs> the way the game could go, That's there's funny. a little bit of randomness in the rounds, <laughs> right? And so it's like Inception. It could, it, the game could be, it, you said round eight, but the game didn't necessarily, it could go to 10, right? As rules as written. There rate.
2: are some cards. So so basically there's four cards that could come up at the end of each round and each card handles the end of the round differently. Some of them score, some of them bump the round up one, some of them bump the round up twice. Well, that's what it some was. Some of them don't bump the round up at all. And what proper Ryan and I figured out just by playing it with different people is, and and we wrote this on our online review as well, so I mean this has been kind of something we've established a long time ago, that the game overstays its welcome just just barely. Like it's so much fun to play, we just wish it wasn't as long as it was. And so the only house rule that we incorporated was, don't ever pause the round track. If that card comes up that doesn't, follow all the rules as normal, but if the card comes up that doesn't advance the round timer, advance it one anyway, Mm And that way we we have well, kind of this anyway the way we played it is still far well, superior I, I, to the way we played. it I like the
0: way we played it, and so there again. Okay, I, I like <laughs> this house rule. Okay, so I'm I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> all right, I'm a hypocrite. I'll say it now, but uh, but I guess with getting back to the argument, the original argument we had, or not so argument discussion, okay, heated discussion we had about Saranism, <laughs> Um You know, I only threw only threatened to throw myself out of the truck once. You know, I mean, uh, so I'll lock the doors. Yeah, so. Um, I think it's it is frustrating when the game a game like that is a little bit of a simulation, right? It's a simulation of a, a, a trading situation, economic game, right? It's an economic simulation, and at the end the end of the game, it, that economic simulation kind of breaks down, right? I, I get it; it's kind of frustrating, but I just don't know how to fix that. And I also, I guess, my issue with with some house rules, is I feel like some overstep their bounds. I feel like before I do a house rule, I want to have played the game as written, as the designer wants it to be, multiple times, plenty of times, and I know with that game you guys have all played that quite a bit. I guess I'm just very cautious about it, because rules I've thought were kind of stupid, sometimes I'll come back later and think, you know I, I see why they did that. Maybe it's not the best way to do it, but I understand why. It, it does get that. achieve something, right? I get that. So, I guess it's, but I'm also, I was also the kid that didn't always want to take my Legos apart when I was a kid. You know, like, I had a cool fighter jet, and I was like, how bad do I... I mean, like, don't me wrong. I had a huge band of Leggers I would create, but maybe I'm a little too much on the side of leave it as is. And I guess it's, that's my that's my, my issue, if you will say, with, with house rules. But yet, you guys talking makes me realize there's... And I, I racked my brain trying to find situations where I thought I used them. And now here you guys talk about... So I don't use them much myself, but I don't have as big a problem when people other people use them and teach me a game. So let me talk
3: real quick about another game that has...
2: Well, uh, bef- I want to say um, Eclipse has the same – is that what you were going to say? Yeah, I was going to talk about Eclipse. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to go on to the next game that we were
3: discussing about the house mm-hmm. rule. No. Uh, Eclipse. Eclipse does the same thing. It has the same – Almost so, exactly. So and, so, one of the things I need, I need to say, I guess, is that after talking to Gary about this, I've realized that I just need to be okay with a game just being flat a game, and that's okay. That It has some of those mechanical edges to it that feel that way. I think, yeah.
2: though, that what, what, what you're after is, is a lot of times what I'm after, and that's that the, we're looking at what is kind of the heart of this game, the spirit of this game, and we want the finale to not kind of take apart everything that we feel like was the heart of this game or the spirit of it. And so when we house rule, we house rule in that spirit. So, so for example, before you go on to Eclipse, take it back to Serenissima, the ships were so important in mid-game. How do we make the ships important in-game? Right, and that's what
3: we so assign what we're some point here.
2: values or in-game point values for keeping ships around. It's not like they're rule-breaking. What it's trying to get you to do is just encourage you to play. You can still kamikaze your ships; it never stops you from doing it. But what it does do is keep you keep the min-maxers to
3: play more in the spirit, so everybody else can kind of keep going too. But yeah, let's go back to Eclipse. So the thing with Eclipse, and it always felt this way to me, because there's a definite number of. Uh, rounds in that game and you've worked really hard the whole game to like balance your economy and yeah. to uh, and to and to build your 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 fleet and create these borders to keep people out of your area and and then all of a sudden at the end everyone just jumps and makes these massive moves because uh attacking people is worth points and because i mean there's definitely some in-game uh, like uh, narrative reasons why you might do that but a lot of times it's it's just because it's the end of the game and we all want points you know the ships are worth nothing at the end of the game right and so you can mm-hmm. sacrifice all of your fleet you know at the end hoping to get those last few points which i feel like that I need to be okay with and I am I, I like I love eclipse and I will play that game anytime and it's a game it's got those mechanical edges to it that might not feel exactly right to me but that's what that can be okay so there's that it so it has that game end issue uh, that i that i want that i kind of have this urge to fix
0: i think where, where i land on is this is i think you guys enjoy the tinkering with games you enjoy the designing of games more i am a game player okay i toss around design ideas with you guys like when you when you when we talk we have conversations after game nights or during game nights you guys toss around design ideas i love doing that i think it's great but I don't think I'm ever gonna be more than just like a, a sounding board, okay? I'm I'm a game player. So when I read discussions on a game I love and they say, I bought the game, I'll play with the game how I please, you know? I mean, if it makes me happy to change the X, Y, or Z, that's fine. You don't have to. But so I wanna make this important distinction. Just because I kind of come down more on the side of, of being very, very hesitant to house rule. I don't want to think anyone to think that I'm saying you shouldn't do it. I'm saying for me. I don't really do it, but I'm. Sh- I know there's there's instances I'm thinking of more of them where, where I have. And I know I, one in particular. Let me let me let me yeah uh, remind me of my yeah. the sense of my past. Here. Let me let me talk to
2: you about house rules. There was a. I remember a conversation we had where you and your kids played Mice and Mystics. Okay, and yes. it's okay at the end of a level if you kind of ease back because it's cooperative. And you don't want to replay a level again. But what you want is you want your kids to have fun with their experience. Yeah. And I'm sorry, man. That's some kind of
0: house. Guilty room. is charged.
3: That's, uh, that's, I, I, I think that's another category we can talk about. I feel like I am facilitating uh, an experience with my kids, you know. And I I know that, like, when we started playing, they couldn't read yet. And so it's like they're not going to read the cards and be able to keep up with that stuff. And so we did some tweaks and stuff to make it so that – it was a little shorter. Like the gameplay was a little shorter, and I would tweak some of the missions and stuff. I've, it was more like I was playing like as a GM, trying to make the you know each mission kind of a little bit more accessible to them. There, there were times, for example, that uh, I knew that I only had 30 minutes to play, and you know, I wanted to get through a scenario. They, they really wanted to play. I was like, well, fine. And so I actually took out a few of the rooms you had to go through yeah. to get to the ending. You know, of that one. And so it just shortened it up so, some, but I mean it changed it, but it shortened it hmm. too. Uh so that you weren't, you know, committed for that hour, hour and twenty minutes.
0: I'm all for that. And here's so okay, apparently I'm I'm all backwards and forwards on, on house rolling then. Um I don't know where I stand now because I cheated dice rolls plenty of times. Or oh that that hit the book. Reroll that. But here's the reason why. Like you said, in that game, is the is the parent. You you do play a little bit of a GM role, a little bit, and there were times where, in the service of my kids having a good time, I would say, "Yeah, sure, Brody the cat didn't. He, yo, man, he's not gonna show up this time." Or he did, but he didn't use one of his abilities because I was usually the one running the the bad guys, anyways, making sure that all those things, you know, checking off those boxes. And so I ran it a little bit more, a little bit more free form there. So yeah, I, I guess maybe maybe Go, you guys are forcing me to question all my goes back
2: to the yeah. spirit of the game, right? Yeah. You're trying to you're trying to bring the game back to this experience that they could have that everybody at the table could enjoy equally.
3: I'm I'm going to say that this isn't house ruling. And here's why. Any other time I'm house ruling, I'm trying to redesign the game, something about the game. With my simistics, I'm not trying to redesign the game. I'm fully willing to play the game as it actually is with a different audience. Hmm. Like so I'm just hmm. I'm just actually, so to me, this isn't really house ruling. This is more of like making things more age appropriate. Anyway, so I don't know if that's house ruling. So, proper, Brown, I think that's a
0: good comment about how maybe in that game, in that particular instance, it's not house ruling. Chuck just joined us. He Run just a little bit late. Chuck, we're going to just throw you in this conversation, just throw you in the in the, in the fire here. Like, do you like house rules or do you not like house rules first off? Uh, So, you know, I was thinking about this. Actually, I was just, I was really
1: here. I was just quiet the whole time. Oh, yeah. That's as far as y'all (laughs) are concerned. Uh, No, I really have to speak up now because I've been quiet. The house ruling, I don't, man, I don't, I don't really house rule, to be honest. Uh, I tried to think of games that I I did house rule on. I I just, I I, I don't, I don't even like really change rules that much for kids. Like, I I don't, like, if it's not going to work for the kids, I usually just don't play it. I'll find something else. Even there are times where I think that I would change a rule. Like, what was it the other day? We were uh, Brian and I were just Brian and I were playing the Doulasaur, and I was thinking, ah, that needs to be changed. And then we realized, no, that's probably there for a specific mm-hmm. purpose. That's true. That did happen. And and that's the way I feel about altering rules. You know, they play tested this way more than I have ever even thought about playing it to begin with it has been blind tested play tested the designers have gone through all the things the rules are there for specific reasons they have to be and it, whether or not i like them there's got to be a reason why it is there and that's that's the way i feel about how i just don't do it i i follow the rules i'm pretty specific about that to begin with i'm kind of anal about the things that need to work the way they need to work and so i just don't i don't change things
2: except it's for the descent line of sat rule you play it wrong because i taught you wrong
0: well, that's not my fault. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your fault. <laughs> uh, so, so listening to Shuck, I think, I think I know where, finally know where my stance is solidly on house rules. Because listening to Shuck, I feel much the same as Shuck. But I think where I do give games a little bit more leeway is like a narrative game or a game like, um, like, like some my or Descent. It's It's less about the rules. It's more about the story you create. And, it, and like Descent already has a lot of dice; it's, it's got a lot of randomness already, so there's there's already that. But like, for sure, you, you put me like in a, in a in a Euro, like someone if you were to say, "Hey, I want to change this game, this rule in Lords of Waterdeep." No, we're not. I'm not going to play with you if you do, you know. So I think maybe it's because I generally tend towards games that are are more tightly designed. I don't want to mess with that. Like that, like Chuck said, that if I don't necessarily agree with the rule right off the bat. Give me a player or two. I might realize why it's it's that way. And I may still not like it, but I'll trade the game. So that being said, and I almost, like, like early on you asked if I like
2: house rules. Absolutely not. I don't like them. And you've probably heard all of the house rules I've ever done at this okay. point. Like, I don't house rule games very frequently. But if I went to a game night and a guy said, hey, we're going to play some Carcassonne. But we got this house rule. And he laid it out what the house rule was. It wouldn't make me cringe either. Like, knowing how to play – Especially with Carcassonne, I know how to play it pretty, at this point, I played a ton of it, and I feel like any house rule this guy's got to give me, if farmers get an extra point whenever they're, you know, stacked on top of each other with the sheep on the side, whatever, I don't care, (laughs) then I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to cringe, I'm going to sit there and enjoy the game, as long as I knew ahead of time that that's how we kind of all agreed that
3: the contract is this, I'm good. I've got a house rule for Carcassonne. (laughs) Oh my god. Proper Brian has tons of house rules. No, I actually it's not no, I, what I mean is I, I know of one that, oh, you know uh, that, of one. that okay. one of that one of my friends you, plays with. Yeah,
2: one of your friends.
3: Not yeah. Not, yeah. No, seriously. Like, relations. No, like you you've you've probably heard like pretty much all the house ruling I've ever done uh, or wanted to do. That's the thing. Most of what we talked about is stuff I want to do and just haven't done. Yeah. But uh, the so the one with We're not staying up late at night just house ruling. No. But um, <laughs> so the carcass on what one games is can I is, break? is basically you have one tile. And on your turn, you draw another one and then choose which one to use on your turn. So it doesn't change any of the gameplay. It just gives you a oh, choice. Great. Does it not oh. change any of the gameplay? Yes, I, I No, you it you're does. Still, you're still drawing a tile and playing I a tile. You like just have that. an extra tile. It changes my decisions.
0: <laughs> I kind of like it. Mm.
3: So, um, a it's a new person. game, not Carcassonne. That's, that's not something that I would play with. I've never actually. I've actually never played that. It's carcassonne
0: yeah. do, but it's not it's,
1: carcassonne. It is do because you have two tiles now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take that trash and
0: put it where it belongs.
3: No, I actually kind of like it. I, I've never tried it, but um, I, I like the idea. Don't I mean, bring it to my house. Oh, bring it to your house. Yeah, of...
0: yeah, and I want to put it where Hanabi belongs. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so. Okay, I got. I got two things. Uh, so going to a game night where they house rule, I'll try it. I'll try it, but it will probably validate why the rule is there for me to begin with and why it shouldn't be house ruled. And then second, if there's a game that I don't like to the point where I need to house rule, I'm usually just getting rid of it.
2: Okay, so you don't have a game that you, that you like like 95% of and you just really wish that
1: 5% was different. The Zany Penguins. And I gave it away because the, the, I couldn't figure out even a way to fix what was wrong with that. But I you tried. No, I, I might have thought through a couple of things, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: hours and hours and hours of paper just <laughs> balls of paper just. No, no, I'm sure
1: I'm
2: sure it was just you uh, know just thoughts at work from time to time. Not on uh, purpose, just unintentionally. I
0: just yeah, I'm just not gonna fix it. I'm just I got rid of it.
3: Hmm. Well, I
0: feel like I know less about where we all stand <laughs> on the house rolling than where we began.
3: So I've got one more situation. Uh, for yes, me. yeah. Please oh. do. Okay, so uh, another game that I have house ruled, uh, and it was very successful, I feel like, is, and I'll tell you why in a minute, it's uh, Animal Upon Animal. Have you guys played this? Yes. So it's kid's game, right? Yeah, it's a good one. So here's the deal. I bring kid's game to family, Christmas, family, Thanksgiving, uh, so that me and the kids can play. Well, guess what? The adults sitting around want to play also, and the game, as it is uh, designed for kids, isn't really that challenging for adults. Uh, the reason for that is the uh, if you roll the alligator on the dice, you can place you know by the head or the tail, and you can continue to do that to spread out this stack throughout the game. And so it's uh, the
2: same. It's the same in uh, animal, Batman Animal upon Animal. It's yeah, the same thing.
3: So what we did is we just said that roll is only valid twice, and everything else has to go up from there. And so it just makes the game more challenging for adults. Oh yeah. So it takes a kid's game and actually. Like we've had a lot of fun with adults playing that. Rams of the
2: difficulty yeah. a little bit. Yeah.
3: So, okay, here's a question I have:
1: Would y'all consider this house ruling? Because this is probably the closest I've gotten. In a party game, I generally just ignore points. We just played a little No. Game.
3: Okay. So.
2: how no. Much. How much After, drinking is involved? <laughs> sometimes a little bit.
3: So <laughs> when. when <laughs> so when we're doing that, so uh, a, an example of that for me is is concept. Have you guys played concept? No. So yes. there, there it, There are points in that game, and you can play that game for points. I
0: did not even know I've that. I've
3: never played the game for points. Yeah, but I play the game uh, as Gary's as, been house rolling this whole time. As more of an as more of an activity. There's not a winner or loser. You just continue playing until you're you're kind of you know done playing with
0: it. Again, but with animal upon animal, which again I, I think your your idea is great and uh, concept. I guess where the distinction for me is, I don't see those as you don't like, even
3: play by the rules and concept. Yeah. But. I I, I, it was
0: taught i didn't even i played it once or twice i didn't even know that i feel like those those games i i look at those designs and that's not the same thing as like a a game that's like where i see like cogs and things are attached and like you know if you change one thing you know the butterfly effect and this other thing doesn't work like i those are a little lighter games. I mean, There's guess no way the, you
2: could you could house rule a certa game. There's no, no way you could house rule
0: a fister game. I mean, yeah, those things I, are too clean, too perfect. Yeah, I was seeing earlier, like, too okay, how would we house rule Mombasa? You change one thing, and I might no think it sounds good. And then at the end of the game, I'm like, I hated it. No way. Like, I I, I want a fister game to be a fister game, yeah. and I want to keep it. So I guess that's where I come from, like where I'm coming from. Those level, like that level of game, like medium heavy euro game don't want to change it, because it is, it is. if I don't like a rule about it, I won't buy it, okay? Like, if I read the rule book, I'm like, that's stupid. I'm just not going to buy it. Or I'll try a friend's copy. So I, that's where I feel like I agree with Shuck. But then you say, you're talking about like a party game? Okay, whatever. Because we're just having a good time, and it's not about points. It's more of an experience, right? The, the ones that I always come to mind with in that general is, is like, uh, you know, the apples-to-apples apples
1: type stuff, where it's yeah. like you play a thing, a person picks a thing, and then it, it does it in the rules state, like, you know, to this many points, but why Yeah, I mean everybody wants to just keep playing yeah so it's I mean that that's like the only thing
0: I probably ignore if we're having a good time 45 minutes in and we realize we could play another 15 minutes let's just do it so
3: you're you're coming back to like the spirit of the game like those party games are meant to be played like that so I mean like they have points and stuff like that but that that's really not nearly as important as the experience of playing the game with the people so I do want to talk about one house rule that i
2: read off of patrick rothfuss's blog i think we're, we're all fans of patrick rothfuss we've all read his books um, name of the wind and on his blog he was he plays games and he plays games with his kids and the game that he talked about and, and was candyland and i'm going to talk to you guys about a candyland house rule that if you're if you're a parent out there and you want to play games with your kids or you own candyland I'm about to save your life. So now you're recommending house rules. I'm recommending a okay. house rule, and so much so that after I read this, I went out, and you can't just buy Candyland at Walmart. You buy it at Walmart, you get the spinner. No, you got to get the one, the old one that we grew up with, with the cards, to do this house rule. Okay. So I went out, and, and like, I liked this idea so much that I went out and tried to find, and did find, a Candyland with cards, ordered it, paid a little extra just to get it, and it has been one of the best entry-level games for my three-year-olds I've ever played. And here's all it is. It's, it's so simple. You don't just draw a card and do whatever the card says. You do like the Carcassonne de- uh, Deuce does that, that proper Brian just taught us. You let the child or everybody at the table draw two or three cards and then pick the one that they like the best. Now, here's why this is great for these kids is because what I know with my kids, um, they would always pick their favorite color when they're two and three. And man, they can already, they already know how to start doing game mechanics. They already start know how to move things around and they're going. But there's one day that that clicks and they say, you know what, blue's my favorite color but orange really gets me further along. And that moment that they figure that out, they've outgrown Candyland. But here's what's great as a parent, Candyland now takes five minutes to play. <laughs> because you're moving up that board, you're not getting stuck on the licorice, you're not going backwards, you, you're not shoehorned into whatever the luck, luck of the draw is. You get to make decisions in the game. And now it's a real game. Now it's not something on rails. So Candyland with cards. Patrick Roth has changed my life. But we're still playing it. It's on our 10 by 10 challenge. Really? Uh, my son, my, my four-year-old son, put Candyland on our 10 by 10 challenge. And I didn't, it, didn't, it wasn't like one of those moments of anxiety for me because I know we can get like five games out in, in 30
0: minutes and we'll only do it twice this year. So I'm recommending uh, house rules. So let's, let's do this. To wrap up this conversation, we started by going around the table. Do you like or dislike uh, house rules? Let's go back around the table. Has your mind been changed a little bit? Kind of state where we are now. So proper Brian, you want to start us off?
3: Sure, I think at the beginning I said that I was in the middle. I I really don't like house rules. And I think, so it sounds like I like house rules and that I house rule a lot, but you basically heard everything that I've ever tried the house rule or. Yeah, ever thought about house ruling so I would never try to house rule a game with a lot of interconnected cogs that are doing things that I'm never going to see because I'm never going to play it enough but I do like doing things like I did to animal upon animal and make the game appeal to a broader audience so no I, d- I don't want to house rule very many games just Brian
0: I hate
2: house rules I don't think you should ever house rule a game and I take back everything I said <laughs> that's
3: fine we
2: finally
0: brought you to the light
2: <laughs> No, <laughs> no I, I've not changed my mind a bit um, I'm happy with what I've house ruled But I don't look to house rule And if somebody Honestly, if somebody came up to me and said We play this game different than the book I would actually be apprehensive Because it's somebody else doing it, not me So maybe I'm just a control freak so Maybe something mm. like that Yes, <laughs> well, uh, Sean knows me pretty Sharks well cousin, is, that, yeah. is that what it is? Yes, that's exactly uh, nice. Alright, well I'm glad This is a good counseling session for me guys Thanks for the time <laughs> I'll. Uh, I'm gonna go
0: home and uh, cry a little bit. <laughs> I still feel like, generally speaking, I don't like them, but I would agree with my statement just a few minutes ago that, I guess it kind of depends on the game and, and the style of game and I think the lighter you, game. I think a you family actually game, nailed
2: it. I think you nailed it when yeah. you said that. Yeah,
0: like family. It, it's again kind of. I think you guys made a comment like the spirit of the game. Okay, and, and the tightly wound. You know game a Rosenberg game a Lacerda game I feel like I want to play that game as it is because there's so much to explore but yet I I, so just to be succinct here I I don't really like house rules but I think especially with this in our conversation here i realized that I'm more okay with them in certain situations than I if you would have asked me yesterday than I thought I would Chuck uh
1: well I guess it's a little different for me because I didn't get to do the beginning part of this yeah you missed the whole
2: like
0: like yeah, y'all, a really get moment, to, y'all you know. didn't really get to convince we me. We had an acoustic guitar. It was great, mm-hmm. man. Where is that at? <laughs> Let's get out the guitar. <laughs> it got broken. Um,
1: so, I, okay, I, I'll I say don't, this. I'll
0: tell you
2: this,
1: though. I don't think we would have changed your mind. just I, knowing I'm, you. I don't house rule. I don't really like house rules. Uh, I will put a, a slight exception. I think the Candyland thing was great. Uh, I have actually used that. I forgot that that is a thing. I think the exception would be to... Uh, in the way that just Brian explained, to help kids advance in their mechanisms and understanding of, of games in, in that manner, I think that is an excellent way to help. And as game designers, that's something it's pretty simple to do for a, a very simple game, you know, like a, any of the ones you can find in Walmart, those kinds of things. And then, you know, party games, uh, simply because in general... They really don't matter. I mean, you're just there for the social experience. It's the. <laughs> I mean, they, you're just there to play the game to have fun. It doesn't really matter all the little and specific. And usually the yeah. rules are not that complicated to begin with. So uh, I mean, usually have a page. They don't yeah. matter. They don't. <laughs> Party I mean, games we, don't matter. We we we, we played some the other day. Uh, we went camping with a friend of ours. Uh, we were playing. Um, uh, uh, what do you meme? It's a. Uh, it's it's basically a picture version of. Uh, apples to apples but i mean it's the same thing like we didn't care about points we we're just put the picture out everybody picks a thing and you're done and you just keep playing till you get bored i to make a shirt <laughs> party
2: <laughs> games don't matter
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right all right guys well we've uh i think we're agreeing a little bit too much here i think uh shuck has hinted that we've got another board game mechanics segment hey. and shuck has hinted that We have a lot of disparity here, correct? Like oh, oh, we're we're, we're probably gonna have some arguments. I need to get another beard. So, Chuck, you've done another one of our board game mechanic sections, and we really like. I enjoy these a lot. Where basically, we we list a board game mechanic, and we we list a bunch of games together over a few days and then we all go and rank those using our board game ranking engine and then you kind of compile that data for us. So we'll, go ahead and introduce this section.
1: So this time we're doing uh, tile placement and manipulation I guess, uh, more more probably tile placement than anything. So one of the things that I realized ranking this game is that it was really hard to rank the games, not because like I had a hard time with uh, which one had a better mechanism of tile placement but that there really aren't very many different mechanisms within the tile placement categories like i mean there are only a a kind of a select few of what they did Um, i mean like for instance there's the you go to a place and can put a tile there which i have a feeling probably ranked really low well actually i do know probably ranked really low with among amongst all of us because there's really nothing to that you're not getting anything out of it there's also the you know you draw something and then you get to decide where you place it and then there are just a, a couple of different ones, but they all seem to be very similar to each other whenever you're ranking them. And so you're, you're trying to think of, is it a better tile placement mechanism or is it a better game because of that mechanism? And it became very really difficult to rank these. And, and the thing that I noticed because of that is we have a huge discrepancy amongst all of our, uh, our rankings uh, among games. I mean, there were almost 10 games that we had huge differences in. Really? I mean, there were a lot. Tell me where you guys are wrong. <laughs> so let's do our, we'll do our top five uh, as, as we've been doing. Azul came in at number five.
0: Hmm. Number five?
1: The discrepancy. That's fine with me. The discrepancy on this one, this was one of our highest uh, differences, and that's probably my fault. Because I didn't see this as a very unique mechanism as far as tile placement goes. I just saw it as a slight pattern building that almost kind of forced you into putting it where it needed to go. Like, I, like the drafting mechanism is, is neat,
3: but that's not part of the tile placement. See, but it is to me. Like that's one of the things I considered was like, so like in Carcassonne, for example, like you draw a tile. That's how you get your tile to play. And in Azul, you draft the tile to get the tile to play. And so it, to me, it, it factored into like well, you're, so you're making the choice of which tiles you want. Have you so played the
0: other side of the board? No, yeah. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, that changes the game quite a
3: bit. So the uh, so
1: the I felt like br- drafting is the best part of Azul.
0: Yes. Mm.
1: Uh, okay. So one of the interesting things I found out was that a proper Brian was four. Gary was three in his ranking. Uh, Just Brian was fourteen, and I was twenty. So this is kind of where that those big disparity breaks mm-hmm. come in. Uh, where I'm kind of with Just Brian. I think that the drafting mechanism was better than the tile placement specifically.
2: I had a hard time divorcing mechanisms from games in general anyway so a lot of times my question was what makes this game fun Mm. and it wasn't the tile placement which makes the game fun. It is an interesting part of this game which is why it's not 30 on my list it's like in the middle but it's not the piece of the game that makes me think this is what this game is about.
1: So number four was Alhambra which is one I haven't played personally. I think as a matter of fact only two of us have played it uh, so y'all both ranked it fairly high. That, that would, would be, be proper yeah. Brian
0: and Gary. Yeah. I've, I not, I've not played it. Oh, we can correct that. I've wanted to. I've it's wanted to game. play
2: it, but I've not ever had the opportunity. So,
0: so even though you guys haven't played it, so it's like not ranked for you guys, we ranked it really high, and so it, it ended up being number four. That's wild. What's yeah. it rank?
1: So this is uh, one of those things where, let's see, proper Brian was six and Gary was two. So this is one of those where if Brian and I had played it, um, if we were low on it as well, it probably would have dropped it some, okay. just like the last one. Um, wow,
0: that's interesting how the data works that way.
1: So, sometimes it works that way. So, I mean, it's just the way the, you know, the fancy maths come out. But number three, speaking of a choir, is number three. Oh. Um, yeah, that one was unique. And I believe I was also the lowest on this one as well. I, I, d- I don't know. I felt when, I, when we played that game, I felt very forced into what I could play. And that didn't seem very... It's
2: because I was playing you like a fiddle, buddy. I, I, I just,
1: I felt, for, I like the idea of being able to place things and like, you know, gobble up other industries and things like that. And I, I guess that's where it's up as high as it is. It's it's above Azul for me.
2: It's my number one.
1: Uh, Is it really? Yes, was it, it re- is. It is your number one. It
2: is my number one top placement game. Uh, In fact, so much so that after I ranked these games... I went out to look for a stupid 1999 copy because it's the only copy I want.
1: Super expensive.
2: I see. I don't want the new one. I don't want the 10 by 10, even if they got plastic the, you bits. Know, the, I the want the 12 by 9. I want the 1999 <laughs> version, not with the dumb names. <laughs> I want the good one. And yeah, I like searched all over the internet after you made me rank these games because suddenly copy. I couldn't
1: have a, a game that I want. So wanted. the the new Hasbro one isn't as bad as some of the previous ones. It's it's, the got, s- it's
2: probably the next best.
1: Yeah, the, it's got the text font that they use is The really font is
2: weird stupid. and it's a ten by ten grid. Why would you make why would you change that? You're gonna yeah, change I don't know. you're gonna house rule something. Why are you gonna house rule a ten by ten grid for instead shame. of a twelve by nine? What's hey, wrong with people? House This rules? is
1: this is Hasbro. Yeah, I mean box yeah. I'm
2: frustrated because I want this game. That's why I'm yeah, box, box size that's exactly <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> hey, we need you to modify this game so it fits in a box of this dimension. I don't know why that bothers okay.
2: me but that for some reason that bothers me more than the components. More than paper money, more than anything else. For some reason, the idea of a 12 go. by 9 seems like a more interesting abstract concept in, in, in decision making than a 10 by 10. I don't know why. Why is that? Go, I don't go it. see
1: if you can find one of the... Isn't there a wooden copy? That would be kind of neat to have one of the wooden ones.
3: Isn't there a wooden one? No? I, I don't know about a wooden one, but I know exactly what... So, yeah. so just Brian is looking at me like... We're going like, to make this thing. <laughs> so we've been, we've been playing with a, a laser cutter. Up at a, a local uh, maker shop uh, where they have a, a laser cutter. And uh, he had this look on his face, and I knew exactly what he was thinking. <laughs> uh, I was like,
1: the, was there something wrong with a wooden piece game? I, I'm pretty sure it. there is a copy. I mean, it may be even harder to find than the other I'll one. I'll have one I? next week. There we go. <laughs> okay, speaking of number, it's not even speaking of, but number two is one that I expected to be number one, to be honest. Anybody have an idea? Of who Carcassonne? It yes, it's uh, exactly wow. what came in at number two. Should have been number um, one. And uh, this one, let's see, we all ranked it fairly high. Uh, so yeah, there no, wasn't
0: a lot of disparity in this one?
1: Not a whole lot. Uh, it's your quintessential So proper, proper Brian, it was number, his number one. Let's see, just Brian was number seven. It was Gary's four and my four as well. I mean, we're pretty dead even on that one, and it, it's not surprising to me at all. This is a great tiling game. Uh, it has continued to be great throughout the years. Yeah, whether or not your house ruled it, it or not,
3: right? No, Just oh, oh. It's an entry oh. to you, <laughs> a lot of people's hobby. Don't you dare a house rule.
1: But yeah, I mean, that Carcassonne, great game. And then number one, which was kind of surprising to me, is Suburbia. Yes! Um, uh, it was, uh, Gary says yes, it was his number one. Uh, my number three... And then Proper Brian's number two. Just Brian hasn't played it, apparently. I haven't played it. You need to play this.
2: So when we were ranking, this is is the worst part of ranking for me, was having to delete Suburbia off my list. Because I can't rank a game I haven't played, no matter how much I know about it. And so it was one of those things where I'm glad it's number one. I feel like it would have still been number one had I ranked it, the way you guys talk about it, the what I know of it. I just can't rank a game I haven't played. And uh, I was actually, this is the worst part about tile placement. Doing it as we've done it now is that i had to like admit that i haven't played Suburbia.
1: so this is one of those categories of of games where i had a hard time ranking where a lot of them were very similar to me and i started having to think of which ones were the best it's kind of almost a spatial type thing where you're laying the tiles and they're very specific some of the other ones uh trying to go through here real quick are like colonists is kind of similar let's see among the stars is another one that's kind of similar to that castles of mad king ludwig is also similar in that where you place things matters, yeah. and, th- and those all can't like when I was ranking that just I had a really hard time with like I would I would vote one and then I'd vote something else and then another one of those would come up and I'm like well I, it's kind of like the same thing do I vote for the mechanism or do I vote for the game now and and uh, suburbia just kept getting pushed up every time so in fact
2: because of that a lot of my favorite games got very low on the list
1: I think. Zaya was like my very last oh, Zaya game. was about last for almost everybody. It's not a
2: good t- it's, that's not the part of the game that's fun. Yeah. So, I mean, placing those tiles, there's no decision to make. You've already made your decision before yeah. you flip it over. That so. was the big
0: difference to me is that the decision is made before the tile is revealed. So I felt like <clears throat> while I love Zaya, not, the tile placement of it was not going to make it rank high in this system.
3: So the, the two things that I, I based my rankings on were, uh, number one, is the decision are the decisions around placing the tile interesting? And number two, how does the tile then interact with the board? Um, those are the two things. Those, those are the two things that I consider when I was looking at the games, because like you were saying, in Zai, you, there's no decision. You just draw it and play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like uh, Eclipse. You know, you're you're building a board and uh, you're deciding where to go but then you draw the tile to see what you're going to put there basically.
2: And to their defense, we're not, they, they were making a tile placement right. game, right. we're just ranking games that happen to have tile right. placement in it. Yeah, um, whereas
3: like in Carcassonne, uh, you draw a tile and then you have all the options of where to put it, you know, and then all of the interaction that, th- that that brings up. So. So number six, now that we've done the top five, number six
1: is kind of another one of those type of tile mechanisms that were similar to other games and that that was hive um and that that's like the the abstract strategy type tile laying games yes were all very similar to me like it, and, and hive is obviously i think the best one um as far as that goes they it, it has some of the interesting uh I agree. moves in there and, it, and it's also just I, I don't know something about the tiles themselves like when you clank them together just no, cool. I, think, I think
2: you're right. <laughs> I think out of the ones we ranked, uh, even like we, we had TAC on there. We, we had TAC, had, Duke. Um, Duke. Um, I, think, I think you're right. Hive is probably the best in, in how you
1: place tiles, how you think
2: about where the tile goes and how it affects everything around it well, for mm-hmm. an abstract game.
1: The highest standard deviation difference between two players were a game that only y'all two have played. That would be Medina.
2: I was going to ask where this came. Where so Gary came short- was really
1: low. Jess Bryan was very high. So
2: Medina, okay, (laughs) let me talk about Medina for a minute. This is a great tile placement game, even though you don't use
0: tiles. block placement. That's the only reason? There's blocks and not tiles? In my mind, I was like, it's more blocks than tiles. That's all. That's the only reason why. Otherwise, it'd be really high. Are you serious? That's the only reason <laughs> it'd be why. It'd my top five.
2: Like, I don't care if it's blocks or if it's meeple placement or whatever. I just ranked them based on, like, physical.
0: No. Like, there's a difference. You uh, tell me meeple great. placement, block placement, tile placement. I'm, 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 well, then
2: we don't disagree. He ranked it high. He just didn't do it in the thing. Uh, Hive, <laughs> Hive did I like it. the game. <laughs> The game,
0: the the, the placement—that's really oh placement's the whole difficult
2: game difficult and like it's strategic. I
0: love Medina, but the little roof—it's not a tile; it's a block. Time out, time out. What, what else you got, Sean? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, it ran out the the rest of the top ten. We have uh, Patrick came in at patchwork came in at seven, uh, the colonists that's came fair. in at eight. Uh, talking about you and me, right? Uh, probably, uh, yeah. Well, just Brian as well. Mine. Colonist was pretty high for me. That would be proper Brian. Uh, yeah, sorry. I never played the Colonist. Uh, Colonist was second for me, so that, that bumped it up. Let's see, Takinoko was number nine, which I think is interesting because the tile placement affects like a third of the game, I guess, really, the way that the cards are. And then the number 10, which is actually kind of surprising, was Quirkle.
2: Yeah. Never played it. That, that oh, deserves course. it. That's another good tile play. That and they're,
1: they're actual tiles. They're kind of short blocks, but <laughs> <in> a <laughs> tile tile <shape. laughs> so, Another thing I like to do is look at the top games played by only one person that nobody else has played. Uh, Gary had Cacao. Is that how you say it? Cacao yeah. at number nine. Good game. Cacao. Uh, I had Lanterns at number 11, which is not a game that I really particularly enjoy, but I like the tile placement way that it works. that you know the, the It's kind of a, the idea of our Space Perimeter game is the direction of the tile matters. Instead of just where you place it, it's like the direction that you're placing it kind of gives you some set collection things. It's kind same of thing with cool. cow. That's interesting. That, huh, that's yeah,
0: it's very v- The re- same reason why it was in my top ten there. Uh,
1: the Bryans uh, did not have any that nobody else played. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> they were easy. Uh, surprisingly, I had more played than the rest of y'all, which... I thought that y'all not would have played... Not
2: surprising. Really? No, I'm not
1: Do I play a lot of towel placement? No, <laughs> I <think> it, just,
2: <laughs> it just matches your personality. Okay. You're a very towel placement kind of guy.
1: Uh, I don't know oh. what that means. But, um, <laughs> me neither. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, individualists. Um, uh, I, I did something a little different here. So I had the widest range of games in the top 10. So like, uh, obviously Azul was number 20, and then um, Colonist was number two for me. My number one actually didn't even make the top ten, which was Viceroy. Oh, really? Um, oh, man. Uh, I consider that very suburb-y. suburbia-esque. I still haven't played it. Um, and the way that you place things really matters to how it affects everything else and kind of the stuff that you get. So I had a huge range of the, the games in the top ten. Just Brian had the narrowest range of top tens. It's
2: pretty normal.
1: Um, and then Proper Brian had probably the most accurate top five uh, as far as the games that were in the top, all of his top six, five of those were in the top five. So, th- so there you go. <laughs> we just Not need said. to follow his <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, and then Gary had the most dense in his top ten that made the top ten. Okay. Like you had the most games, uh, I think only one game outside of your top ten was in the top ten. Wow. So that's kind
0: of neat. I think it's <laughs> interesting looking at the data. Like that, That's really <laughs> fascinating to me, Like just how this all breaks down that's actually um, pretty cool so the takeaway is we need to play
2: suburbia with me yes you need to yeah. play suburbia because if y'all did one two and three and i want to play it you come in uh, at four there you how go. come we're not like playing this game right now yeah.
0: <laughs> it is a very good game well so thanks for doing that i i always find these things just fascinating like just the way we all rank differently and then like even when we get together to talk about it and we we find out like for example I really like Medina. I just didn't view it as, like, I almost deleted it from the list. It was like, ah, it's kind of blocks, not tiles. And I know that's really weird, but that's just how I viewed it. All right, guys, we've kind of had a good time disagreeing with one another tonight. It's time to kind of wind this down. Thanks again for getting together to talk. I always just love hanging out with you guys. This is good. It's yeah, fun. I think this is a good one. I'll say this, our, neither of our discussions Went exactly where I thought they were going to go, which is always a good thing.
2: And neither one solved anything. Like, we no. still don't know what tile placement or <laughs> house round rules are. And round <laughs> and round.
0: Well, to our viewers out there, if you have any topic ideas, shoot us a message on Twitter or, or Instagram. We're at, at PubMeeple on both of those. As always, just check out our board game ranking engine on, on our, our website, pubmeeple.com. Uh, we're also putting up, continuing to put up some cool videos on YouTube. Uh, just Brian's been continuing with the date night video series. Um, and we'll just continue to have some cool content there. It's a little slower than we've been in the past, but really, honestly, uh, Brian's picking it up. You know, we, we had kind of let YouTube sit for a little while, and now we're kind of bringing it back. And then if you like the show, you know, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes, and we'd really appreciate it. Um, but as always, thank you, and we'll see you in episode 19.
1: hard too um and that was over um uh, i can't even remember now what was that Um, it was that hard yes exactly
3: cut that out you know we never cut those things out that we say cut that out right